Hey, welcome back to uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices. This is uh, the opportunity that um, we have as a, as a network to hear from these young, uh, truly inspiring young voices. And I will tell you that uh, the knowledge and the depth that they bring with them to these subjects. We just talked to a Jacob Rich. I'll tell you, I, I didn't know until he said, he said, well, Joe, the system that we have now, that's not the system the founding fathers envisioned with the Electoral College. Now, I may disagree with Jacob over the, the ultimate solution to that, but wow, that was, that was an eye-opener. Our next guest is uh, Wesley Shirola. He is also uh, with Young Voices. Wesley, tell us a little bit about you. How did uh, you come to meet up and be part of uh, Young Voices? Yeah, I am a senior at Northwestern University right now. I, I study psychology and uh, public health. Um, I heard about Young Voices through a couple Northwestern alumnus alumni that uh, that also um, applied to Young Voices and uh, and served in the past, and uh, they encouraged me to apply. And I I figured I'd give it a shot, and, and sure enough, uh, I was accepted, and I'm very happy and excited to be a part of it. You know, Wesley, I have to uh, tell you the uh, the subject that we're going to talk about today. Just uh, some of the um, the challenges and the pressures that law enforcement are, are currently under. Uh, near and dear to my heart, my uh, oldest daughter is actually uh, studying uh, criminal justice uh, right now. It's her first year in college. Uh, you're wrapping uh, yours up. She's just starting, um, but she's focused on going into law enforcement. So let me ask you. Um, we're seeing uh, the statistics, uh, record highs of police officers leaving the NYPD, leaving the Chicago PD. Um, you name the big city with unrest. We are losing some of the best and the brightest police officers. Why is that happening? Well, unfortunately, their, their jobs are getting more and more difficult each day. Um, you know, being a police officer in the United States, well, really in any any country, has you know has always been a difficult job. Um, but you know, in the wake of the, um, the the reckoning on race that really you know lit up uh, earlier this this summer, but uh, has been going on for really a few years now, uh, officers are facing more and more you know barriers and hardships as part of their jobs, and this includes you know uh, death threats and uh, hate mail and you know harassment verbal harassment, sometimes physical, you know, they're, they're on the front lines every day, you know, facing uh, things that, you know, you and I can't even imagine uh, having to, to deal with. And uh, it's a difficult job. And unfortunately, it's getting harder. And some people, some officers are, you know, cracking under the pressure, and I don't blame them. I have to tell you, my, uh, you know, I, I said, I mentioned my daughter, she's getting into law enforcement, and uh, we went through this simulator together, and it was a live simulator. So uh, you walk up uh, on, a, on a pre-programmed scenario, and there's a gentleman repairing a, uh, a flat tire on his pickup truck, and you're actually walking up to the pickup truck, and he's, you know, got the lug wrench, and he's, you know, trying to fix the tire, and uh, his friend is, you know, there with him, and you approach, and it's just one of those. It was amazing, uh, Wesley, because even though, you know, it's a, it's a simulation, you're there and, you know, they give you the simulated gun. And, and all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, what appeared to be someone who was broken down uh, with a flat tire 
uh, he becomes aggressive. His friend draws a gun. And I mean, it was your heart starts to race. And like you said, this is just a simulation. We don't really know what it's like. But I will tell you, it was uh, an eye-opening experience. Um, And to live with that kind of apprehension, right? I mean, when you walked up, you just didn't know what's going to happen with that scenario. What is your experience, Wesley, with uh, law enforcement? What drew you to this area of research? Um, well, I, I've been you know, researching aspects of the criminal justice system in, in the United States for several years now. I, I started with the increasing rates of mental health um, among prisoners and, and inmates and, and the problems that that was causing on the criminal justice system. And uh, recently I've switched over to, to look more at the uh, issues facing police officers and, and law enforcement officers in general. And, uh, you know, the, the, the increasing issues that they're facing, you know, really drew, drew attention to it. And, you know, I, you know, I study, you know, clinical psychology primarily, you know, at school at least. And, uh, you know, there's some serious issues that are just not getting enough attention uh, when it comes to police officers and law enforcement officers and, and really a few other, other fields as well. Wesley, let me ask you this then. So we see uh, record highs of police officers leaving early, retiring, or just uh, giving up the badge. What is the uh, solution to this? I mean, you said it's, you know, uh, uh, there's more challenges. It's not the work they originally signed up for. But what is the, um, the solution to the mental and emotional harm that's coming to these officers? What is the short term? How do we address it in the short term? And what policies do we need to put in place for the long term? Yeah, well, in the short term, you know, with what's been going on this summer and and kind of settling down a little bit, but still going on, we need to, you know, the the people that are out on the on the front lines and the protesters and the demonstrators, you know, their their cause is very worthy, right? There's, you know, there are systemic issues within policing in the United States, and uh, they need to be addressed. But the their attention, you know, I just think that they're going about it in the wrong way. You know, we can't. You can't harm the many, right? You can't attack and go after every police officer in every police department when it's, you know, a few isolated cases. That's not going to work. It causes way too much mental harm uh, and and increases, you know, rates of anxiety and depression and PTSD and suicide among police officers. That's not going to work, right? I think that right now we have, you know, two sides of, you know, of the aisle here. You know, we have the police officers and the police unions and then the demonstrators and the social justice advocates that are not, they're not coming together. Uh, they're very isolated, and that's not going to be helpful. They need to come together to talk about these issues and find a, find a solution that works for both. Now, in the long term, uh, solutions that are being proposed right now, you know, ban chokeholds, you know, require, you know, announcements uh, when, when violent deadly force is going to be used well wait you uh, you, you forgot you forgot the latest one shoot them in the legs shoot them in the legs yeah these things are much easier said than done right uh these these split second decisions that that officers face they need to be trained better trained for those okay you think about some other other fields and other workers that have those kind of things as well surgeons right these people go through years and years and years of training to be able to have a calm state of mind under pressure to be able to make the best informed decision and i think that's a great point the lack of the, the shortage 
in the, the the shortage in the education to become a police officer is is not addressing that issue enough. There's just not enough training being put into thinking calmly in those kind of situations. Wesley, let me ask you this. We only have about a minute and 30 seconds left, but let me ask you this because there are people who say if the police departments, right, and internal affairs would do a better job at identifying the bad apples and removing them from the law enforcement community, we wouldn't have the problems that we're having now, right? And then they talk about the, the blue line, you know, circling the wagons and protecting officers that maybe shouldn't be there. We have a minute left. What's your response? I think that that's very difficult to do. And I think that the situations that these officers have been in that have had to use deadly force on, on individuals, that could happen to any police officer. I don't think you can look at you know, an individual and say, oh, this is a police officer that's going to be more likely to, to get into that kind of situation. I think that these decisions are very difficult to make, these split-second decisions, and any officer could find themselves in that situation and do the same thing. So I don't think that that's going to be helpful. I think you need more training, more experience, more on-the-job work um, for all officers in general. Hey, Wesley, I want to thank you for taking the time for joining us. You're listening to Moving Forward with Young Voices. We will be back right after this break. Uh, you're listening to the Fed by Ravens Network. Our next guest is Molly Davis. You don't want to miss what she has to say. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Music. 